Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Spark Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We missed you last week, but we're back this week. Uh, I'm your New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan, joined by my tag team partner who's returning from the other side of the world, uh, the broker wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. I like to spit on people who don't want to be cool. Returning from the Caribbean. <laughs> I was trying to, like, uh, I should have thought about it more ahead of time, <laughs> of, like, a Caribbean reference, but that's a good one, yeah. Although, actually, uh, very specifically down there, something I, I did that was wrestling-related. Uh, in Mexico, there were a shitload of fucking lucha masks, which, first of all, made oh. me very excited. Um, but I ended up purchasing one. Uh, I ended up getting myself a phoenix mask. Mm. I was going to ask anyone in, in specific, or were they just selling like just random ones? Oh, uh, the, like a ton of very specific ones. Obviously, a shitload of Rey Mysterio masks. I can um, imagine. But yeah, they had uh, Phoenix there. They had like Sin Cara masks. They had um, Liger masks. They had, let's see. I'm trying to remember some of the other specific ones. I think Pentagon? They had, yeah, they had some Pentagon. They had some Psychosis. They had um, like just a lot of fucking masks. It was crazy. A lot of ones I didn't recognize too. Like some of them were that were very just generic mm -hmm. kind of looking. Um, but then they also had, um, let's see, Mil Muertes. I definitely recognize that one. Like, mm. a lot of fucking cool stuff down there. Sounds also, like a, a good mix, too, of, like, the new guys and the older guys. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lot, of, I'm sure, a lot of the older ones that I did not recognize. Um, yeah. But There's yeah. a really good interview this week. Uh, Conan was on uh, JR's podcast. And I think Conan is one of the best interviews when, like, someone can keep him on track. Mm -hmm. And so Jr. did, and uh, Conan was talking about a lot about the history of Lucha and who the big stars were. Man, that's got to be interesting. I'll have to check that one out. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, like as Jr. got him to, he's like, Jr. discusses like Ray with him, and then goes, "Well, where would you rank Ray?" And like Conan goes in and breaks it down to like, "Well, are you talking about drawing? Because if it's drawing, it's these guys, and if it's..." Mm -hmm. And he like explains how Ray actually wasn't a big draw in Mexico because he only started there so young and then immediately jumped to the United States. So Ray was never really a draw in Mexico. He was just very popular. Right. And he was really popular, especially outside of the States, because he was yes. know, like one of the only kind of luchador sort of dudes who was put in that position and pushed. Exactly. Before, so and it he was, was unique. Yeah. And, and they discussed, too, like how all the cruiserweights nowadays and like 205 Live and stuff like that. And JR, I think it was JR that said it, that any guy who isn't a heavyweight that ends up in like the WWE or one of the major promotions and gets pushed has to thank Rey Mysterio for that. And I was like, wow, that's actually probably really true. 
Yeah, that's very true. He was definitely one of the guys that like laid that foundation mm-hmm. for that like type of performer to succeed in WWE. Mm-hmm. Although I guess at the same time you could, you know, with a lot of those historical arguments, you could say that like if it hadn't been Mysterio, it would have been somebody else. Like it, you'd be thanking Eddie Guerrero, uh, yeah, you'd but... be thanking Belenko and Benoit and like every other smaller guy. But at the same time, Mysterio was that guy at that time. So yeah, exactly. And props to him because I mean he is legitimately fucking like good wrestler and stuff too. Good wrestler. It sounds like a great guy. Um, yeah, just all around good person. He's definitely. It, got, I think like, it was a all around real legend. Like I think a lot more than you know, just like the average guy at his popularity level. You know what I mean? Oh, like, he actually yeah. has like a real legacy in wrestling and in the world. Definitely. Uh, way more than most. You're you're right, but uh, yeah, it was a good week of wrestling too. Yeah, I w- I'm actually su- really surprised. I think Clash of Champions was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. This um, show on paper was not exciting. <laughs> no, this is definitely a like a sm- as SmackDown a pay per view as a SmackDown pay per view gets in just like a B I mean, show. Um, for me, on the paper. only match I was really looking forward to was the Owens and Zayn versus Orton and Nakamura. And even then, that was like a, I'm just interested to see what Owens and Zayn do and then mm-hmm. what they do with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. So like Orton and Nakamura had no part in my interest. Right. It wasn't even necessarily for the match. It was more so just for the story advancement. Yeah. But yeah, this this show, especially being very, it was very front heavy. But it was really good in that for an hour because like um I'm trying to remember they I don't think they actually showed it on the pay per view but did you capture or did you happen to see Mojo Raleigh's uh, promo before the show for uh, Zack Ryder where he was talking about Killer Instinct? Yes, so they recapped it on the kickoff. But you're right, it was mainly it was only released online at first, like on his own Twitter account I think. Yeah, holy shit, that was a massive step for for him, wasn't it? Yeah, and I liked, oh, and then he did the, the best thing, which is when you have a great promo like that, work it into your match. And if you watch during the match, mm-hmm. he was saying that to Zach when he had him like up against the ropes. He was yelling at him saying, you don't have the killer instinct, and this is why you're holding me back. And I was like, great, keep going with that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's even the way that he was like beating him down and structuring the match, too. It was like he kept like smacking Ryder down but then it would like give him a chance every once in a while like all right now come back at me and then he would counter what Zack Ryder would try to do and then just get even more intense with him and then throw him into the wall and throw him into the barricade and kind of show him like this is what you're lacking so this is probably one of the better kickoff matches in a while right definitely it it almost it really kind of deserved to be on the main card in a lot of ways yeah uh, and came out of nowhere too. Like beforehand, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say again, was not looking forward to this match. Just thought they had kind of thrown away the turn. Um, I didn't think it was that well built up, and then they kind of delivered on the the promo right before it, and then the match. Yeah, definitely. I think Bojo Raleigh has been stepping up, and I did not think that I'd be saying that at all. But uh, he's <laughs> he's definitely kind of stepped into this role really well. All of a sudden, so 2017. The year of things we did not think we would have to say. So I guess the question now is just to continue to see how they build on it. Because that's that's so much of the question always with different things. Because like, you know, yet again, I'm going to go into this because of the next match with uh, Dolph Ziggler 
and the mm-hmm. three-way with the U.S. title. First of all, damn good match between the three. Ziggler really shown. Um, and now he wins the U.S. title, which it was really weird. I actually had like a tiny inkling of thinking that might happen at one point because of one promo I saw him do. But Interesting. Which could, one? It was, it was his like backstage one where he was talking about how you know just it was like this is. It, it was very weird because it was almost very similar to a one that he's done a lot of times where he's almost just kind of being very meta and looking off to the camera and being like, you know, I'm, I'm really like the goddamn best person at this company and I don't understand why this shit isn't working out for me. Like, I, like I'm the best. <laughs> but I don't know. There was something about it that just kind of stunk to me of like, please, like is he, are they going to try? Are they going to give it to him? But then I thought I was like, no, this is me just getting my hopes up again. I've bet on this guy so many times, <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't really that, do that, any predictions because I wasn't because, around. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I just lost all. I mean, Ziggler personally, I like, mm-hmm. but I just lost all faith. The, the company had any faith in him. So, well, and so, what do you think of this angle that they're running now too, with him coming in and essentially, uh, it seems like giving up the title and walking <coughs> away. Yeah, apparently he's just going <clears> to <throat> stay off TV is the, the rumor right now. Um, he's still going to work house shows and stuff because he is still signed with the company. Like, it's not right. an actual, he's not out of his contract or anything like that. But it's an interesting uh, storyline to do right now, right? With all these guys that could leave the company and go do other things. And so to have him do it within storyline is interesting. I suppose I, I feel like I would want to see them do something else with that in the, like in reality though, you know what I mean? Cause if he just goes around and he's working house shows, then it's just like, well then just, why aren't you guys putting this guy on TV? But if he actually, for mm. example, like with, isn't Apollo Crews going to be going out and doing <coughs> some sort of American independent? Uh, no, I believe it's over in England, but yeah, or England, you're right. So then if, if they wanted to do a thing with Dolph, like, I don't know, kind of rebelling or something like that, then what if they let him do, like, one or two little indie shows, like, with the U.S. title or something like that? I don't know. Like, what's the fucking worst that could happen? He gets injured, and then they don't do it again. I mean, I guess that'd be the worst. Um, or, you know, because the other idea I was kind of thinking is of, like, because... This was my idea before SmackDown happened. But I mm-hmm. saw him win that match, and I was thinking, like, you know what? What if they just let him go on a fucking tear? Like, just give him the fucking U.S. title right now, and he just becomes a fucking world beater for a couple weeks at a time here, just a couple months. Just give him fucking wins. Wait, you mean a U.S. champion actually wins matches? I know. It's like, what's what's the fucking worst that could happen if you legitimately strap the rocket to Dolph Ziggler one more time? Like, hmm. the crowd fucking ate it up when he won. Didn't they? Yeah. Man, pe- people were ready for it. People like Dolph Ziggler. It's just he's been crapped on so bad for so long. But I don't know. What 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 is your? Do you have faith in this angle? Like, what's your? Where do you think this is going? What do you think the payoff's going to be? I definitely don't. I mean, I don't have faith in this angle on the WWE's part. Um, because I think it's Dolph. Just, uh, I don't think they have faith in Dolph still um but i am interested to see where it goes um and do you think so yes the crowd did pop for it being ziggler 
Did you th- do you think that they also would have popped if it was Bobby as well? I think they probably would have. I think they would have done a lot. I think they would have popped, but I think it would have been very similar to what they do most of the time for Bobby, which is like they're kind of into the glorious thing. But I don't know how far they into are into Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. Because I think they still would have. Like I think part of the whole thing with Ziggler is it's exciting that the you know, just somebody new won. But it's also, I think there is a little bit of, like, there is still some goodwill and nostalgia. People do like Dolph. Yeah. They, they want to see him get another legitimate shot. Because I think most people know that the reason that Dolph's not over is not because the people turned on him. It was mostly because it was just like, all right, we know this shit's never going to happen. Like, just management has tricked us too many times. It's like in the same vein that there's always going to be a portion of that audience that will forever boo Cena because of that era of time where Cena was just intolerable and would just win all the fucking time. So even now that he doesn't, like, there's that portion of that audience that's always going to be traumatized and thinking that just, like, God damn it, Cena's just going to win for no reason and going to beat everybody. Cena wins, LOL. Yeah, Cena wins, LOL. Exactly. It's Dolph, it's Dolph loses, LOL. You know, people are traumatized by that. So Especially- seeing him win has ignited, like, their... Hey, wait, they could actually do something with him again. <laughs> if, if anybody else is like me, anytime that he wins, it reignites that little little hope in me that thinks, God damn it, are they finally going to see <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is as damn good as he says he is? I think that was maybe there was a line in there. I think he said, um, I think I'm the only guy who's actually as good as he says he is. I think it was that line was the one that inspired me one more time. And I was thinking just maybe they're going to let Dolph win. And they did. Maybe, just maybe. But yeah, that was that was really exciting. And uh, I, man, I still want them to do something with it because I feel like them just giving it to him to transition it like over to Brood, for example, would be bullshit. I think at the very oh, least, yeah. maybe they're gonna debut the new design with him. Have you seen the rumors for that or the pictures for that? Yeah, I saw. Was it Corbin had it or something on like a poster? Mm-hmm. But maybe if them transitioning to Dolph, maybe that could be part of why they're keeping him off TV. Maybe he'll come back and with a new design. Why he left it in the ring. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah, he's like, fuck this old belt. Um, Let's see. What was the next match there? It was the tag team match, right? Yeah, it was uh, Gable and Benjamin versus New Day versus Rusev Day versus the Usos. Man, how the fuck over was Rusev Day? Rusev Day was over, and then I also enjoy the uh, what appears to be a heel turn by Gable and Benjamin, right? Yeah, I'd say they're they're supposed to be kind of heel right now, even though the crowd fucking loves Gable. <laughs> yes, but I like that Gable's he's not playing into it, and he's also doing moves in the ring to get a more heel reaction. Like he's doing that chaos theory now. Mm-hmm. And I think so. These are still good, like, foundation things to lay in there for his character so that eventually he can be a babyface again later on. Mm-hmm. So I definitely still feel like that would be the eventual way that you end uh, the tag team here with Shelton Benjamin, right? Is it, like, he, Benjamin goes heel, and then Chad has to beat him? Yeah. I just think right now the team as a whole has to go heel because you have the Usos on the other side doing the opposite. They've pretty much become faces at this point. The crowd has enjoyed the heel run so much that they're starting to get behind them. So I think you need that the balance of the heel and face. And so 
mm-hmm. Kevon Benjamin fit that flip. Right. And after uh, the SmackDown, too, they just got a win over the champions, too. So it sounds like they'll probably be the next challengers. Yep. Um, but yeah, true. I think it's a great, com- great couple of matches. Definitely. Especially with Chad Gable fucking proved himself yet a fucking again in this goddamn match, dude. That that run of suplexes. All those. Like, <laughs> not only was that goddamn and great looking suplexes, like, too. That, like, that suplex absolutely has to be his finisher from now on. Like, it is yeah. such a perfect finisher for him. It is such a perfect goddamn babyface finisher. Like, holy shit. And he hit it on Rusev mm-hmm. really well. That's that's the fucking beauty of it, is he can look like an absolute underdog beast by hitting at all these guys that are bigger than him. Like, I, I still really want to see a singles feud between him and Rusev. Like, they those two have some unbelievable chemistry. And I mean, oh yeah, and like, I, they could sh- definitely go back to that match down the road. Absolutely. I mean, they did. They even teased it a little bit right before they hit that moment, right? Like they had that stare down for a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rusev has been doing fucking well, like for himself with Gable, with English, Aiden like, English. Man, who th- who'd have thunk too? I honestly think at this point this is more versatile. It's got more legs to it than uh, his uh, stuff with Lana did. I think Rusev yeah, and English probably. is better. Like, there's there's more versatility to this like fun, goofy, foreigner gimmick that he's developing. Like, there's I think there's something there. Yeah, I've I've always thought that like guys get more over when the crowd can tell that they're having fun with something. Well, you know, there's there's so many more elements of your personality that you can explore. Like Rusev was really good as his first incarnation as Rusev, but it was so completely one dimensional. But this is much more, yeah, it's got more depth to it. It's very much like when Rusev got put in with uh, New Day, or not Rusev, uh, Biggie got put in with New Day. Like, just how much more did his character evolved? Because like, he was able to explore his goofy side and see a little bit more of who is Biggie, other than just being a big black dude. <laughs> like, remember for a long time, like, we were even calling him Bry Black? Or oh my I god, was. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because, like, oh, we got another just fucking big head meat guy, but this one's black instead of white. Like, all right. <laughs> but then now that Big E's been able to show off his personality with New Day, it's like, oh, well, he's he's Big E. And again, those guys are having fun with that act, so it right. comes across better. Definitely. So I think Rusev Day is definitely growing into a really great act, and it showed, too, because the fucking crowd was into it. Like, yeah. The crowd was really kind of into all these guys. Like, this is a really good match. All these guys brought it. Yeah. Uh, next match I wasn't as big of a fan of is Charlotte versus Natty in the Lumberjill match. Yeah, this it's hard to decide whether this one was the worst or if Ginger's match was the worst. Yeah, but I I'll, just this yeah. one like Natty and Charlotte could have a great match one on one. I just mm-hmm. felt that the Lumberjacks like didn't add anything to it. Yeah, I'd agree. It was kind of it's just it's such a shitty stipulation. It's really hard to ever make that work. Mhm. I think. And he and, pretty much only had like Naomi out in the lumberjacks like on Charlotte's side. <laughs> yeah. I I really do think this is kind of an excuse just because uh you know very shortly after this obviously they announced the Rumble. So this is just an mm-hmm. excuse to literally get every single woman on TV. 
just to kind of help the idea of like, hey, look at how many women we have. You know, so True. Yeah, I haven't thought match. about it like that. Like, in hindsight, that's the only thing that like I guess makes sense from choosing this stipulation because it's just otherwise it was such a fucking waste. Mm-hmm. And even even then, it's still a fucking waste. <laughs> Because, like, you could have just had a fucking tag match with some of these other women. You know what I mean? Or yeah. something else. But I did like that a lot of the matches on this card got a lot of time. So that was good. They yeah, it wasn't... It. They didn't have that many matches, so each match was able to get their time in. Uh, the next match was quick, though. And it was the Brudgeon Brothers basically just killing Brizango. <laughs> yeah, um... I would say this was this was good for now. <laughs> because like the Bludgeon Brothers needed to fucking squash some people, right? Yeah, that's how you bring in a monster tag team like that. But with Breeze Angle, like they've they've invested so much with these guys. A, they need to have more matches with these guys, one. But two, I would really like this to be the long term storyline of like someday, because like this they get absolutely destroyed by the Bludgeon Brothers here at first. But eventually they can redeem this loss by, like, somehow conquering the Bludgeon Brothers through, like, every bit of chicanery possible. But, like, you know, obviously first they'll have to go through guys like the Ascension, like the Cologne Brothers, and some other fuckers like that. Because, like, I love I love the Fashion Files, but they need to have fucking more matches. Like, it can't just be one fucking match for six months and that this is it. Like yeah. You know what and I mean? They also need to do more, like, in-ring stuff. Like, the vignettes are fine, but you can't do six months of vignettes with no interaction with the their opponents and then just throw them into a match together. Right. Like, I want to say, you know, it's, obviously if you don't want to have matches with these guys every single week, but, like, say you're having a match with these guys, like, maybe two or so times, like, a month. But then maybe like every, maybe you're doing like a vignette every other week and then a match every other week, so it's like match vignette, match vignette with these guys, or maybe mm-hmm. like two vignettes to a match, like something, because this has been like just yeah I think it has been literally like six months almost of vignettes with these guys like leading up to like this one match, so I I feel like this cannot be it for all that. That's my stance on it. Because we didn't really get any follow-up from either one of these guys on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Um, actually, none of them. Because you would think that... Actually, I really was thinking instead of them going straight to Shelton Benjamin and Gable like just immediately against the Usos, I thought if anything they might do like somebody against the Bludgeon Brothers for like a number one contendership or something like that, but... Maybe they're going to hold off on Bludgeon Brothers a little longer. I don't know. Yeah, I think Gable and Benjamin are up first. So I think just have the Bludgeon Brothers keep doing a couple more squash matches and then get into a feud with another tag team, not the champions. And then you bring them up to the championship. Or do you think they're kind of keeping them maybe separate to be uh, some of like the bigger monster guys in the Royal Rumble since it looks like uh, Strowman and Kane might be in the title match? Ah, that could very well be too. So they need some some big mooks in there. To... Well, with now having two rumble matches on that card, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much going to be the two rumble matches and like 
one or two other matches, and that's probably about it. Yeah, they'll probably still yeah they'll just do like the Lesnar match, like maybe an Intercontinental title match if Reigns is still champion. Maybe like a women's uh, title match or something, or maybe they'll do like the women's champions against each other again. Maybe the women's champions against each other, and then I think the Universal title, the WWE title, and then the two Rumble matches. Mm-hmm. I don't think you even get like an IC title match or anything like that. I could see that. See, all right, so just to jump over to the Rumble really quick because we're bringing it up. Now yeah. that we have announced that there will be two Rumble matches, what are your yep. what are your two early predictions? For these rumble matches, who? Um, for the women, I would like to see Becky win it. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like they haven't done much with her lately. And for the men, uh, who do I see winning it? I think like a Sami Zayn would be fun. Hmm. That would be a lot of fun. But I don't know. I I, I I don't think he would win though. I actually I feel relatively confident in both of my predictions, and I think that they can make a lot of sense. For okay, the women, I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey. Ah, because you're banking I, on the rumor that she signed, and I think so. I think I feel like that story makes a lot of sense as far as like Charlotte having the title now, and she's going to hold it all the way to WrestleMania. And, you know, like, for maybe right now, the immediate challenger could be Naomi, and then Becky Lynch comes back from filming the movie. She could be the challenger up until WrestleMania, and then Ronda Rousey would be the one that's waiting for her in the shadows the whole time. So I think this would especially work if you wanted to do, yet again, a women versus, like, the women's uh, champions against each other, because then Charlotte could still have a match on the card against... um, you probably have to have the title off Alexa Bliss at this point because you can't repeat that match. Uh, so maybe yeah. it's Asuka at this point. Maybe it's um, yeah, Charlotte versus Asuka. It might be Paige. They might put it on Paige instead, but I don't know. I'd rather, I'd much rather see Asuka versus Charlotte. So then you have those two uh, do a one-off match, and then I don't even care who fucking wins, but then Ronda Rousey can win the Royal Rumble there. And she goes on and you just like you know go ahead and tease those two the whole time and eventually it gets to WrestleMania and i think there you can even do this very intelligently we can have those two have their match and it actually concludes with a mirroring of the WrestleMania 31 main event where Seth Rollins cashed in money in the bank and Carmella comes in cashes in so then you actually uh. don't get a clear you don't get a clear final winner between Rousey, Rousey and Charlotte after their first encounter because Carmella will steal the title away. So then so you then can have you can that match build yet it again. Up to another one. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I think Ronda Rousey's winning the Royal Rumble for the women. Also because that'd be like a huge fucking name for them to forever be like, wow, the first women's Royal Rumble was won by Ronda Rousey. Holy shit. Yeah, and I... And that would make I think it Rousey still has memorable. enough name value that. Oh yeah, that'd be a big yeah. fucking deal. Actually, like that is probably the biggest deal they could do. Outside of something really wacky, like Oprah becomes like a wrestler and she wins, 
<laughs> or like Ellen DeGeneres or something. I'm just trying to I'm trying to imagine that right now. Or uh, James Ellsworth and drag. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think Ronda Rousey for the women, and I'm gonna pitch you a name for the men, which I think is gonna be a little more controversial. Bring it, Shinsuke Nakamura. Really? To hmm. get to get a match against AJ Styles. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Because I feel like, I think right now, mm, I don't know. E- either Lesnar could go in as champion, which I feel like is probably more likely, or I could see him losing the title in the three-way here and then having a rematch against Strowman at WrestleMania. But then on the other side, it's like, all right, we've got Styles with the title right now. And I think Styles is probably carrying it to WrestleMania. And I think oh, it'd be, definitely. It would be a really great way to set up Shinsuke by having him get that that Royal Rumble win because, honestly, I really, I really do feel like the guy... Th- this is the other fucking fear, is that it could be Reigns because if they want to set up him against Lesnar, they can do that fucking bullshit again. But... I really want Strowman to be the guy that, def- like, just destroys Lesnar in the end, right? What's what's your thought on this? Like, do you think, where is WWE in this? Help me, Joe. Um, you really think it's Nakamura? I think so, because think about it. If, if they're smart enough, they could do this. If they're, if they're forcing this match with Strowman being in there with Lesnar already again, then, like, Strowman's got to win. Like, if he doesn't fucking win, then this is just a fucking dud. This is so stupid. And either he would have to... Either that or fucking, I guess, Lesnar could take the easy way out. Like, if he's if the story they want to tell is that he would have lost to Strowman, but the only way he could keep the title is by pinning Kane, and that then Strowman could win another chance at the title at the pay-per-view between uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Like, maybe he and Reigns go number one contenders match and Strowman wins. Because, like, at this WrestleMania, I think they have to have somebody beat Lesnar. Right? Like I, I don't think they can go past this WrestleMania and still not have it happen. Yeah, and I don't think him losing at this WrestleMania would hurt him that much, right? No, I, th- I think it's fine. I think it's it's time to it's time to be over with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's there's no like they they would have to completely invent new other people for him to be going against anymore. Like he's run through everybody. Like the the other fucking problem with this shit too is that he's already beaten guys like Reigns and Strowman. Like, he's already beaten these guys. <laughs> so, even when they beat him, they're going to have to fucking beat him again. Like, it's it's just fucking ridiculous. So, it's going to have to be one of those two. Because they, they've built nobody else up to really be at that spot. Like, Joe, they kind of had for a little bit, but they had, didn't follow up on it. Yeah, they didn't really give him a chance. Right, like, they gave him that half chance at Great Balls of Fire... That was my birthday gift to me. It was a good match. That was a good match, but they didn't give it to him all the way. And I feel like, yeah, it's Reigns and Strowman are the two guys they've consistently had at that similar level that it's like, all right, they are the ones. It's it's down to those two. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, they're they so fucking misguided if they're thinking that if they give this to Reigns that this is going to help him. Because, like, how many times have they just given him a bigger win and a bigger win and people still don't fucking give a shit? Like, he already fucking has won, like, three different WrestleMania main events. He's won the world <laughs> title multiple times. He's won the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. He Multiple is, times, right? Or just once? Just once the Royal Rumble, I think. But he's also gotten the most eliminations ever in the Royal Rumble. Like, this guy, like, he's also beaten The Undertaker at WrestleMania. If he beats Lesnar, it's just like, whatever, it's another fucking thing he's done. They haven't given Strowman nearly this many things yet. And every time they do, he's way more over. People are way more fucking excited for it. Like, just please let it be Strowman instead. Like, what's the fucking worst that could happen if they give it to Strowman instead? Um, I was, yeah. So he did only win the Royal Rumble once. It was, I think he wasn't, he won one of the last two. Uh, uh, one year, like the year before. Yes, I think he was, yeah, he was number two against Batista, I think. And everybody was cheering for him to win uh, against Batista. Yeah. <laughs> and then Batista threw him out. Yeah, because man, that was fucking bullshit too. That was even worse. No, actually, that wasn't even worse because at least when the the fucking year they gave it to Reigns, like he'd been fucking booed the entire year leading up to that, and they just fucking still gave it to him. And the crowd fucking booed The Rock. Like Jesus Christ, man, they booed The Rock. That still, in retrospect, is fucking amazing. That crowd was so apeshit they booed The Rock. So that's another fucking thing. This is gonna be in Philly again. So they need to not fuck this up. Because Philly is really soured from the last time they had the Rumble. Oh, yeah. And you can't, like, Philly's one of those cities that you can't always rely on. Like, they will fuck you over (laughs) if you don't give them what they want. If you do not make Philly happy, Philly will fuck you. (laughs) Like, actually, you know what? You can, I think you really can look at, like, the history of the Royal Rumble and the last time they had it in Philly, the one where Reigns won. That was the worst Royal Rumble win in history, right? Like, that was the worst booked one. Like, there hasn't been another one that was such a single blatant fuck-up as that. Yeah, because was that the one where Rey Mysterio came out last? I believe so, yeah. That was also the one Rey Mysterio came out of 30. (laughs) And the people wanted Daniel Bryan, and when it wasn't him, they booed the shit out of Rey Mysterio. Yep. <laughs> uh. Man. That's amazing. But yeah, they if they give it to Strowman, that would be an infinitely fucking smarter decision. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I mean um, unless I'm missing somebody, like, do they have another option at this point for this year to beat uh, Lesnar? At this point, no. It's pretty much only Strowman. I think there's a couple people they could build up, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Well, especially uh, probably not Finn Balor now that he's uh, definitely teaming up there with Hideo Itami and maybe... How maybe... great was that return? It was, that was a kind of a cool mirror return and, though, right? hey, they're finally listening to you. We know they listen to this podcast because they've used <laughs> our ideas before. But they finally listened to you, and when you have kept on saying, why can't the 205 Live guys 
do something else. And look, he debut. He was only supposed to debut mm-hmm. on 205 Live and debuted on Raw. I know. Look at that. He could he could beat up a guy who's not 205 and or less. Teaming up with with someone who's not on 205 Live. Although, who knows? Maybe Finn Balor's going to follow him over to 205 Live. Yeah, watch. Next week on 205 Live, Hideo Tommy's getting attacked and Finn Balor rescues him. Yeah, actually, you know what? They could do that with uh, Gallagher and Kendrick. Yeah. Because they've, they've gotten the upper hands on the uh, luchadors here, right? Yeah. And... <coughs> you see them in a little water bottle like Kalista? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they beat him up, and he was laying on the the ground like near the ring and all of a sudden a water bottle just comes flying out of nowhere and hits him and he sells it lucha things <coughs> oh my gosh yeah that that poor guy um but just to finish up the pay-per-view real quick uh anything on the own owen zane or nakamura match or uh the title match with aj um thank god fucking it looks like gender's over for the title because um, he's fucking garbage oh yeah i think that's definitely he's done and out of the picture and bye-bye he's done uh, and aj has said as much on talking smack afterwards yeah he's like all right fucking move on next challenger please and uh i was yeah, surprised we- that they like let sam ask that he was like so are you done with gender and he was just like yeah and i was like wow <laughs> they're just uh ending that right there <laughs> <laughs> yep fuck that guy he sucks yeah, and moving right along to, uh, I, I would hope maybe Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens and or Sami Zayn, maybe they'll get a title shot in here at some point because they have avoided getting fired now, and with Daniel Bryan seeming to, I I don't know, this is really weird because it seems like they're they're trying to go with the idea that Daniel Bryan will eventually turn heel here, but like at the same time it's like isn't Shane McMahon like very clearly the heel here? In certain ways, like Shane McMahon's acting like a fucking dick. Oh yeah, at this point, yes, they're really going hardcore heel on Shane, and as m- ridiculous as Owens and Zayn are acting, uh, like with Dan O'Brien going like, "Calm down, guys," and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, Shane's definitely coming out as the heel, like pure heel. Yeah, I don't. This is this is a really weird scenario for like where. I feel like they're going to try to go at this because, like, yeah, the clear the intention was Daniel Bryan is supposed to be turning heel here, but, like, Shane McMahon now seems like he's going to be turning heel, but then at the same time, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been the heels, but mm-hmm. they're also not really necessarily... They're kind of positioned and not positioned to be at the main event at the same time because they've kept these yeah, guys Yeah, they're kind of like sub-main event right now, right? Right. Yeah. Because they're feuding with guys like Orton and Nakamura, who are definitely up there, but... They're not interacting with styles at all, which maybe that's about to change. Um, but then, I, then at the same time, I could see them totally like just if management is just like, nah, fuck it, we don't want to have these guys near the title. Maybe they would go after like the tag team titles. Could we see that? Could we see like Owens and Zayn going after the Usos? Possibly. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different ways they could go right now, and it's it seems very murky. What's your what's your read on this situation? Because I definitely feel like Dana Bryan is going to be more involved with them. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's ended at all, right? No, I definitely I would really hope in 
maybe this will become like a three-man group of some kind. Yeah, and um, it's just going to be interested what the next step is, right? Because, so, we've now done the mixed tag match where, unintentionally, Brian has helped Owens and Zayn. At least that's the reasoning so far, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in order to his, advance his argument with Shane, which is still not, like... That opening segment on SmackDown was great, though, I thought, between the two of them explaining each other's sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that has to lead to a match. Do you think it starts with each putting up a wrestler to go up against each other, or Brian putting up someone to face Shane and then ends up going, I just have to do it myself, and we actually do see the return of Daniel Bryan in the ring? I definitely think they want to keep teasing that option just in case they ever go there. Because that would be... Because I, I think it seems like more and more... Smack, like, WWE... I, I just said SmackDown, but WWE as a whole is talking about it, saying that mm-hmm. they want to see... Like, WWE.com is posting articles like, we want to see Dan and Brian back in the ring, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it seems like WWE is seeing more and more like, we don't want to lose him to someone else that'll put him in the ring, so we're going to actually think about putting him back in the ring. I think they, they have to be thinking about it, though, because like, if there's any possibility of them swallowing their own pride and being able to make money off it, they're going to want to do it. The the fucking... I guess the other problem is that like they... You have like fucking paranoid they get about certain secrets and things. Like Maybe this could be one of those things where they're just like, we cannot let this one get out. Like We have to make keep making people think that it's not going to happen so that then when it does happen, people will go apeshit. Like, maybe that could be part of why this is being so closely guarded. Because the other thing that it seems very weird to me is the fact that they let him take that little bit of bump that they did in the match where he was refereeing. If if they're just not yeah. going to let him do anything. Yeah, right. If they were still as concerned as they were from the beginning, mm-hmm. they would let him special guest ref a match, but do nothing with him, right? Right. But to let him take at least a single bump means I think they're coming around on that thinking. Right. At least somewhat, because, I mean, that'd be exciting, and they've got a lot of fucking, like, they've laid the groundwork for a lot of interesting matches if he does come back, because, like, now they've got the thing with Shane, you could do stuff with Owens and Zayn if you wanted to, you could do stuff with The Miz, Is, like, uh, Baron, mm-hmm. all and, the guys that have crossed paths with Kane. She's Kane again. Uh, if, honestly, if AJ Daniel Styles, Bryan comes back to the ring, yeah, there'd be so many fucking options. Finn Balor, so. yeah, I I hope that he comes back. Let's see what happens. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm I, still not getting my hopes too far up. I just think, I think WWE's thinking now is we can't let the other guys have him, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely also got to be part of thinking is that we need to keep him here. Yeah, like either keep way. him here and keep him happy. And you know, maybe I think I could other I could also see the storyline that right now being that um, Daniel Bryan is going to essentially try and get Shane like out of his job, like sort of uh, do some undercover work, do some behind the scenes stuff to kind of get him like hoisted out of power, so that then Daniel Bryan yeah. is now in charge of SmackDown, and it would have been sneaky and underhanded, so it's supposed to be heelish. Like I went to the board of directors behind your back. Hmm. Or, uh, or maybe we could do some sort of like honeypot plant. And it's like we, I, 
you were having sex with one of like the female superstars. <laughs> and it was Tyler Breeze in a wig. Ha ha, we got you, bitch. <laughs> Set you up. Catfished. <laughs> oh. All right. And so we've kind of hit a lot of the fallout from Clash of Champions. Is there anything else from SmackDown? Um, let's see. From Raw and SmackDown, I think I got most of what I was uh, interested in talking about. The other thing... Oh! The, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the return of the Revival. Yes, that's right. The return of the Revival. Uh, beating the shit up out of uh, Slater and Rhino. Which uh, looks like it's going to lead to a storyline for Slater here of getting toughened up. But more importantly, revival coming in, and um, I don't. It's it's weird too, timing of the flies at least because like Ambrose is just going down now with an injury. Like if they had known that this shit was going to happen, yeah. I guess maybe another week or two in advance, it could have maybe then like let's have the revival do the injury so then they can get even more. Yeah. Heat. But. But I think it was what I think it was raw. I think the story now is raw. They didn't know the extent of the injury yet. That's why he kind of stayed out of the the tag team match. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think pretty much it was just Seth in that match, right? Um, and so they didn't know the extent of the injury, and then I think it was after Monday that he went in for the MRI, and then they found out the extent of the injury. I believe you're right, yeah. So they could kind of play this up, too, that it's like partially the bar and all of them's fault, but also Samoa Joe. Like, you could take some credit mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's it for, and then we discussed the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, we discussed the women's Royal Rumble and all that sort of stuff. Man, it's it. There's been some interesting sort of stuff going on, I guess. Uh, how long did yeah, they oh, say? I'm trying with Ambrose. How long is he supposed to be out? Like six months? Was that the projected yeah, timetable? Yeah. So, Shit. probably gonna miss WrestleMania. Like ninety percent sure he's gonna miss that. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um. Yeah, because any of those, those tendon tears, man, there's nothing you can do. You just get the surgery, and then mm-hmm. all it takes is just months of healing and rehab. Poor guy. Unless well, you're fucking John Cena and yeah. do Superman through all that shit. <laughs> just fucking Superman through that shit. Uh, we had some other kind of interesting things. Before we go over to Final Battle, because I definitely know we want to talk about that yeah. a little more. Uh, to briefly stop in NXT land, uh, Undisputed Era won the NXT tag titles. Yeah, did not see that coming. I feel like I saw that coming. I kind of, I felt like really? the next time they went for it after, after the, after the win at fucking um, uh, War Games, it was like, all right, these guys need the tag titles. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to happen eventually. I just didn't know on this random episode of NXT, right? I thought it was going to be like the next. Uh, takeover. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because I'm trying. They didn't really advertise this very far in advance, did they? I'm trying to remember. Not that I recall, but I mean, it's tough for me to keep track with all the wrestling we watch. That's that's for damn. True. <laughs> a lot of times, I sit down and watch a show. I'm like, oh, right, this match happening. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you gotta fucking like wonder how Meltzer keeps it straight. Oh, that guy is ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> we complain about keeping track of what. One, two, three. Um, hold on. So Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT. So four WWE shows. Five if there's a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. 
and then either Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground, depending on the time of the year, right? He oh, does all yeah. of that, plus Japan and England and <laughs> all the indies. He is the Rain Man of Wrestling. Yeah. He's a, he's a fucking impressive yes, guy in that way, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, great uh, match, I thought, with uh, Undisputed and Sanity. Yeah, I think really showed up the chemistry between these two guys. You know, uh, O'Reilly and Fish have been tagging together for a long ass time, and you can fucking tell. Yeah, multiple years now. They're probably coming on. I want to say like four or five years together, probably. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they they fucking did excellent, and then also the main event. Of the show is great with uh, Pete Dunn retaining against Tyler Bate in their rubber match. Mm hmm. And, oh, Lars Sullivan, new number one contender. Or number one he's contender in, match, right? Right, yeah. He's in that fatal four way, yeah? Yeah. With. Over Roddy. Yes, over Roderick Strong. Well, he's got he's to gotta join Undisputed Era, man. He's got to now. He really does. I mean, I hope they do something else with him or he joins Undisputed soon. Mm -hmm. He's kind of in this weird gray area. He is in a very weird spot. Um, Because I'm trying to remember, for weight, is he he a 205 live guy or is he too big? uh, He should be around 205. I know he's close, but he might be a little bit too big. I feel like he's a... He's a dense guy. Oh, he's 200. He's 200? All right, so they, they yeah. could throw him over there. Yeah. Oh, that might be a death sentence for him. I don't know. <laughs> I think just stay down in NXT for a little bit more. Do, do something, and then he'll be ready. Um, Real quick, for speaking of 205 Live, though, uh, got to see Itami's 205 debut. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah, he, he uh, GTS the shit out of that guy to crickets. Yeah. Poor Hideo, man. He, I don't know why the fuck nobody cares. At least he got the GTS on Raw, right? And that got a huge reaction. Yeah, that got a better reaction. That's true. I think. Now, do you think? Do you think Vince saw that and was like, "Ha! He's ripping off Punk. <laughs> That's great." <laughs> no, I. I think he knows. GTS <laughs> is that guy's move. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be fuck fucking that horrible guy. if he didn't even know. <laughs> All right, ready to jump into final battle? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Oh, actually, final WWE note. Uh, something I forgot to bring up at the beginning. Did you see the preview for this new show they're coming out with, the Mix and Match? Oh, Facebook show. Yes, I'm. Gl- I'm glad you forgot or you brought this up because I totally forgot to. The Mix Match Challenge is that it? Mixed yes. Match Challenge. Mixed Mix match or mixed match, one of the two. Let me, all right, yeah. we're ending. We're solving right. this now. Mixed, <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a show about mixed tag matches, and I've all right. So I've got mm-hmm. a particular couple that I want to pitch to you that maybe could evolve out of this show and be interesting. Oh, is that why? Okay, this makes so much more sense now. I totally forgot about the mixed match challenge when you texted me this. So the mixed match challenge is I don't I don't know if this is a continuous run show if they're just going to do this a couple of random times but one couple I was thinking that like all right some people who both are lacking some direction right now and maybe could do something interesting out of this what if you put together Finn Balor and Bailey as an on-screen now, couple 
I have some good news for you. Because mm. do, do you know that there's a list already of who's involved in this, right? Uh, yeah, I, I saw that they had who was involved, but did they have who's together? Not yet. Well, because okay. the, the fans get to vote on that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. So, yes, this is a 12-episode series set to premiere on January 16th on Facebook. Facebook is trying to get into the TV game. Um, oh, and the, they're competing for a chance to win $100,000 that'll go to charity. Um, oh, and it's going to air instead of 205 Live. Oh, boo. Well, 205 Live gets pushed back, basically. Oh, okay. That's fine. So that's going to... Mixed Match is going to start at 10. 205 Live airs at 10.30. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So your list. Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox... Mm. So this is raw. I should... Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Asuka, Bailey, Braun Strowman, Enzo Amore, Finn Balor, Goldust, Nijax, Sasha Banks, The Miz, and a final to-be-determined male superstar... Coming from the blue brand, you've got Becky Lynch, Bobby Roode, Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Jimmy Uso, not Jay, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, Rusev, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and one member of the New Day that's to be determined. Oh, hmm. all right. That's a fair field, I guess. Now, go on with your dream team, because it is a possibility according to this list. All right, so my dream team would be putting together... Finn Balor and Bailey. This serve two purposes. One, it gives Balor something to do because uh, if they're not going to turn him heel, which I think is the far more interesting thing to eventually do with him, this would be a way to kind of like potentially humanize him and actually make him a little more interesting. Is having him fall for kind of like the nerdy girl Bailey because that would be their dynamic. Is that like she feels like she's fallen into like she's like oh my god like I've won the heart of like. Finn Balor, and he's like, yeah, like, I totally like this chick Bailey. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, dating down to her. And, but then mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to draw out some more of her personality and make her, like, not necessarily, like, sexy in the way that, like, you know, like, over-sexualize her, but just kind of, like, it's it's that story of, like, the like the teen rom-com sort of thing of, like, that nerdy She's the girl, girl next door. She's the girl next door. She's fallen in love with, like, the hunky guy. And now she's, like, got the confidence to, like, draw her personality out and stuff like that. That's So then you can kind of start playing with Bailey's character and let her evolve a little bit. Because Bailey desperately needs some change and something to evolve. And this would be kind of like a weird, sweet way to try and do it that would still fit in with Bailey's character. And you've got in a couple built-in feuds that kind of make sense. Like, she can go up against, like, Maurice and Miz. They can do... Uh, I guess Canellas, whenever she comes back, they want to. John Cena and uh, Nikki. Cena and Nikki Bella. <laughs> Cena and Nikki Bella, for sure. Um, I don't know. You could do all sorts of different shit. But then anyway, Bale, Balor would help draw out more of her dark side. And I think it'd be kind of, this is like way be, maybe a little farther down the road. But you could do like Demon Bailey. I think that'd be fun as shit. <laughs> like for one pay-per-view or something. Like Especially if, uh, ooh, say if they tie it back to Maybe she goes back after Alexa Bliss, and it's like, hey, they're going to have a hardcore match again. Remember when you fucking lost? Well, you need to, like, tap into your darkness so you can fucking win this hardcore match. And she comes out as Demon Bailey and just, like, destroys Alexa Bliss with, like, some kendo sticks. Um, And they do know how to do each other's entrance. 
Do you remember when uh was it when Balor was injured? I think. I think so. Uh yeah. Bailey on like an NXT house show, Bailey came out as him and then I think it was like the next house show he came out as Bailey. Yep. Oh man, there's so much history you can play into that too. You can put it into video packages. Mhm. And here's the other beauty of it too. If it totally doesn't fucking work and they both sink like a stone, then you could just have them turn heel together and just make it really toxic and gross and makes it make it like a almost like Twilight-esque, like a Bella and Edward, like almost like he's like a teen vampire guy who like believes he's like a demon and he's all goth and then makes her all goth with him. Oh, oh God. Oh, it'd be so gross. So that's the best part is he could totally turn to fucking heel and make it even better if it doesn't work. And maybe you could just do that anyway. I don't know. I'd be down for it. Uh, I think you're going oh. too far down. Oh, but d- is, doesn't it gross? Doesn't it feel gross? Don't you hate it? Wouldn't you yes. boo it? I can't imagine booing Bailey, though. But would, like, if she came out and she was all like grossly like muzzly and kissy-kissy with Finn Balor, and she's got like this really dark mascara makeup on, and she's acting all emo, and she comes out and maybe reads you some poetry she wrote, about how she loves Finn Balor and he's Bay, and he's better than like ugh. He's Bay. Ugh. Wouldn't you just want to throw up in your mouth and be like, boo? <laughs> oh, oh, But see, I wouldn't want to. Oh, I hate it. I want it. I want it. I want it so bad. I wouldn't want to boo it then, because then I would uh throw up. <laughs> it would be you bleh. keep your keep your mouth closed. Has your bill? <laughs> oh man, this is really gross. I want them to do this. That's a good heel idea, don't you think? Oh, can you imagine like Finn Balor even coming out too with like the painted like black nails, and he's wearing the like <laughs> eyeliner and mascara too? Oh god. <laughs> oh man, they could have Elias as part of their trio. Like he's coming out and playing the bad music for a uh, Finn Balor, and he's trying to do like some uh. Uh, beat poetry or something for Bailey. Poetry. <laughs> uh, oh All right. Yes. So final battle. Yes, final battle. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Took that mix tag thing way too far. <laughs> no, that's a genius idea. That's. I dare say, you know, actually, I have one last pitch to give you before we do that, which I think you okay. might like better as my best idea. All right. So for Mojo Raleigh. One time, just one time, they either need to have him come out with the New Day as a unicorn with this catchphrase, or he can get a sponsorship with Viagra or Cialis. And instead of doing his, like, you know, I don't get hype, I stay hype, he should say, I don't get hard, I stay hard. <laughs> and then the rival could come out hard, to their theme song, which is Go Hard, and they'd be like, yo, that's gimmick infringement. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Mojo Raleigh in the revival. We get hard and we stay hard all night. All night. We stay hard all night. Oh my god. It's 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 writing itself. Yep. Anyway, final battle. Uh so this show I think had the opposite effect uh that Class Champions had where I think it started out slow and led up to um, 
a good great match. Yeah, definitely um, had a good we, build to it through the show. We we started out with Matt Taven defeating Will Ospreay. I felt like they just said we need to use Will Ospreay because we have him on our roster and decided that Matt Taven needed to beat somebody. Why it was Will Ospreay, I'll never fucking know, but I hated this match. Yeah, um, not really anything else to say. Um, because, right. you know, I will say this. Uh, at least Matt Taven is a decent in-ring guy. Um, yeah. But he has the charisma of dead fucking fish. And, yeah, this is kind of a waste of Will Ospreay. So. But you're right. In-ring, in-ring he's good. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see them going anywhere with a win over... Will Ospreay from that team. Uh, then I thought the War Machine and Addiction had a great match um, with mm-hmm. them defeating. Uh, Jay Lethal uh, defeated Marty Scroll by having to go heal and do a low blow followed by the Lethal Injection. Well, do you think this really means him going heal, or was him, him this or the or was him this him just adapting to Marty Scroll? Adapting to Marty Scroll. Yeah, that's, I think Jay Lethal think. stays babyface. Yeah, but I think it was because Scroll leading up to it was like you don't have the grit anymore. You mm-hmm. become soft, and I think that the great match between them showed Jay can still reach down to that dark side, so to speak, right? Exactly to yeah. get the win, but stay a babyface. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns show that they're the better friends by beating the best friends to retain the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, Silas uh, defeated. Kenny King, Punishment Martinez, and Shane Taylor in a Four Corners Elimination match to win the ROH TV title. What'd you, what'd you think uh, of that one? I thought that was a great one. What? Uh, uh, how were you, were you with that one with the Four Corners stipulation? Um, it was all right. I I don't really have a whole lot to say about that one either. I had, I did have a question to you about like what's what's your thought in general, Lisa, of uh, Punishment Martinez. Uh, they're trying to hype him up as, like, ROH doesn't have a lot of those monsters. Yeah. So I think he's trying to be that. Um, he's still pretty new, though, so he's got a kind of a long road to go. I don't think it's the best idea to put him in matches like this, but I think he held his own. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, I think it was smart to put him in a match like this, because then he can be hidden with a couple other guys. Yeah, Um, I just... From my point of view, it's you're right. It's great for that. I don't think it's good for him losing, right? But he didn't lose directly because it's a four-person match. So mm-hmm. I guess I kind of argued and, my own way out of it. Well, but then he, he got like, I think he eliminated both of the other guys. So he still yeah. came about looking at it all right. But yeah, my question was going to be like how long he's been doing this. Because he kind of moves. Like I feel like he reminds me a lot of Baron Corbin in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like he's sort of a bigger dude. Uh, he doesn't really move that great yet, but he still seems pretty young and inexperienced. So I don't I know what his history is yeah. before ROH, but he's definitely only been with ROH in like the past year. Okay, so, I mean, he's probably definitely still got a lot. I don't know, it's, it's either comparable or maybe even less experience than Baron Corbin, I don't know. But Yeah, let me look that up while we're talking. He seems okay. Like He seems like he's coming along a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, then we've got the the main event or was there something else before that uh oh no there was the uh briscoes and oh that's right yeah briscoes versus yeah tommy dreamer bully ray i like this match only problem was i didn't so like the build-up was great to this right you you had 
Briscoe's turning heel on Bully Ray when he was trying to retire, brings back Tommy Dreamer. Did, did you see the vignette of the Briscoes going to Bully mm-hmm. Ray's school and beating up like mm-hmm. his students? Yeah, I remember thought that. that was great. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that this match didn't quite deliver on like the brawling aspect of the buildup, right? Like, yeah. he, he had a point where Tommy and Bully pull, pull out like lightsabers. Right, they did the fucking lightsaber nut cutting thing, and it was like, all right, yeah. what, the, what the fuck is this shit? But, uh, yeah, so there was definitely a little bit too much of that, I think, mixed in, like some of that goofy shit. Um, but there were definitely like some good hardcore moments as well. So it wasn't all shit, but it could have been better. You're right. Cause... Uh, yes, so, sorry, Punishment has only really been with Ring of Honor since 2016, so. Yeah, so not very long at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, just those those moments kind of take you out of it, though, right? Yes, and so that that was my problem. But otherwise, great match. Like, mm-hmm. the ending, especially um, with the Briscoes driving Bully through a table. I liked that they didn't do the <laughs> stupid thing of, oh, we go to do the 3D and it didn't work, so let's do it again. Instead, they went, all right, Mark, just go up to the top rope and drive him through the table. Right. Yeah, that was a nice touch that the 3D didn't break it, so that was cool. Yeah. But then, damn, we got the the final match of Final Battle. Well, uh, no, we also, you're missing a Young Bucks match. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Young Bucks and Adam Page defeat Flip Gordon, Dragon Lee, and Titan to retain the six-man tag team championship. Um, it was just another great Young Bucks match. I don't think there's much more than that. Yeah, kind of like a cool down, but also just like a fun little match. Yeah. Of not consequence. That's, but. Oh, that's a, that's a great way to put their matches, right? Like, they're great matches, but you kind of know what you're getting, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool down. Hmm. Yep. All right, now finally here. Yeah, was not expecting what we got here in the finale. Okay, now you can go on this one. Now the final match. Yeah. Man, what did you think of Bleach Blonde Cody? Loved it. Also called it that I was like, oh, he's bleeding. Yeah, oh my gosh. Then he got a really impressive Crimson Mask here, for sure. Yeah. And now do you think... I think it was like... I think he went, hey, I want to change up my hair. Oh, if we're going to get blood in this match, Blonde goes really well with blood. Do you think that's what his thinking was, or do you think it was like more than that? I feel like it definitely has to be longer planning. I I assume it's longer planning than that. Just the sort of mm-hmm. guy. Like I think he wanted to do something a little bit different with his character too, and it, this also fits well. Like I I would assume the the blood was also probably part of it, and this they just happened to coincide very well with being like, hey, you know what? I also want to change up the look, and this will make the blood spot even better. Or maybe because of the way he's changing up his look, maybe that inspired it. Because there's definitely that lineage, and people know that the fucking blonde hair and blood go amazingly well. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it really helped sell that spot. Because this this match was actually kind of surprisingly short, I thought. But the fact that like Cody bled really helped sell why it could have been short. Yeah. And I also think that they just meshed really well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they have they have a good chemistry to t- together, these two. Well, I think they both have 
amateur backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, I know that so definitely Cody does. So Dalton does does or Dalton does as well. I and I believe he still trains sometimes with like I think he goes back to his old college or something like that and trains with the wrestling team. Ooh, shit. To keep up, yeah. I think he said that in something like that. He still, yeah, I know he, he still trains in like the what is it? Greek style or whatever. <laughs> the like Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman, that's the word I was looking for. But uh, yeah, I was I was uh, not expecting Dalton Castle to walk away with the win here, but he is the new ROH champion. What do you think? I I love it actually. Now that I think about it, because I think this sets up for um, now Cody gets to go over to New Japan for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show and just have a great match with uh, who is he going up against? Uh, I forget who he's going up against now, but. Uh, taking the championship out of the picture just frees up that match a little bit. Mm-hmm. I also think it's great that the ROH title is now going on to someone. No offense to Cody. Like, he's not an ROH guy, right? He was previously in WWE. Mm-hmm. Dalton is pretty much purely an ROH guy. So it's great that it goes back to an ROH guy. And I think it sets up for better promos and stuff with Cody coming back for the title. Yeah, I think it, it definitely opens up a lot of doors and it's. It's very interesting, too, because, uh, yeah, you're right. Dalton Castle is definitely this guy that, I guess, has been in ROH for a long time. And it's nice to kind of see that pay off. And mm-hmm. that way, like, it feels like a Ring of Honor sort of move. You yeah. Know, to, to give this guy this sort of big win. Because co- Final Battle is pretty much their WrestleMania. Right. And they've had this long-term storyline here with Cody. And Cody's also had the title for a while. So... I think he can afford to lose it here and try to you know do something new, whether it's obviously trying to go back for the title, but then if say he does not get it, then you know maybe he's gonna do some other things here in ROH, or maybe he's gonna go more into New Japan. Who knows? Yeah, wow! I just realized it's been because it was last year's final battle that I saw him turn heel. He had the match with Jay Lethal, went in as a babyface and turned heel in the match. Mm. And that was right before he joined Bullet Club. So, yeah. Wow. So then all that's come out of that. Damn. He's had a great year. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's interesting too. Like the the bleach blonde, I think helps him be a little bit more of a heel. You know what I mean? Like that just kind of yeah. screams heel. Exactly. And also, I think it's a nice callback to like early Dustin and Dusty. Yeah, it's weird because it's a callback to that at the same time with being a like a callback to being like an old school heel because it's also like a callback to Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair. Or um uh Steve Carino and like ECW had the bleach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So Oh man. It's actually yeah, it's, it's great such a good it's such a good fit that it almost it's almost weird that they haven't done it before, right? Like that, I, I, like, I don't know if yeah, anybody had had the thought before and he just hasn't done it, or if this is just the first time recently they're like, you know what? Why don't why don't we fucking try this and see if this works? I don't know. I think it went over really well. Yeah, and I think that was an overall great pay per view. Yeah, it was a good final battle, for sure. 
All right. You got anything else this week? Uh, no, that's it for me. So, what are your now that we've talked to it and we're getting it to the end? What are your final predictions right now, at least going out of the show for the Royal Rumble? Who's winning for the men and women? Who's winning for the men? I'm still with Rousey and Nakamura. I'm gonna stick with Becky for the women, um, and I'm gonna. S- I might switch over. I'm gonna say Owens wins the men. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So then, do you think it would be like Owens versus Styles then, at WrestleMania? Oh, that would be a great match. Yeah. Not that I wasn't thinking about who was holding the title. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess we'll be seeing as we march close closer to WrestleMania what happens here. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this week. Uh, up next. What next week? Up oh, next week, we're not gonna have much, are we? Probably not. It's gonna be Christmas I... episodes of everything. Yeah, they're probably gonna be phoning it in. We'll be phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll figure out what we're doing next week. Uh, in the meantime, catch us on social media: Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, at Smart Brothers on Twitter, and Super Smart Brothers at Gmail dot com. And rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Yeah, uh, thanks y'all for listening, and we'll catch y'all, I assume, next week, probably with the schedule. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm off all week, so I can do whatever. All right, peace.